Welcome to Unity in Shades. We are having conversations that are relevant to the African-American community, focusing on issues that we are facing as individuals and in our communities. Unity in Shades will provide a platform for open and honest conversations about mental and behavioral health without any judgment. There are still so many of us that are dealing with these issues in silence, and it is our desire to generate more awareness, provide resources, and facilitate connections. It is our goal to create a community where people can feel safe to share and realize they are not alone. We look forward to hearing from voices that are not always given a platform to speak their truth, share their concerns, and be a part of the solution in making change. Guided by one of Palm Beach County's native daughters, my name is Katrina Blackman. Hello, welcome to Unity and Shades. My name is Katrina Blackman, and I am going to be your host. I wanted to tell you thank you for taking some time out of your day to give my podcast a listen. So this very first episode, the title of it is Mental Health Mythbusters. And in this episode, you are going to hear a very casual conversation between myself and a friend of mine, the Kenya Madison, who is the Senior Director of Healthier Delray Beach, which is a behavioral health initiative here in Palm Beach County. And Kenya is actually a native of the city of Delray Beach, and she is well known for her kind heart and fierce commitment to her community. So sit back, get yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, take a listen, and um, we thank you for joining us. So Kenya, I want to tell you, thank you so much for taking time out to come and sit with me and let's just, you know, have a little conversation in what I call breaking the ice. We're going to, you know, do these mental health myth busters and um, kind of let our people know that it's okay to talk about mental health and to have a mental health concern and an issue. And I think a lot of people get confused and they may not really know what does that mean when you say I have a mental health disorder or I have a mental health condition or concern. So what do you say when you try to give that explanation to tell them, you know, kind of what is the difference from having something like really like a like a disorder, like uh, what's the most popular, like, like bipolar? And, you know, just having a hard time mm-hmm. and maybe just need to work through a couple of things. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that? Well, hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl. (laughs) Thank thank you for having me. It is really, really a pleasure to be on the couch with you today. Um, It's Mental Health Awareness and Trauma Informed Care Month, (laughs) also known as Get Your Green On, um, the Get Your Green On campaign. So it's it's a pleasure to be here, um, but delighted that we're here in May. And yes, we do have to kind of get some general understanding about what exactly 
is um, a mental illness? What does mental illness mean? Um, how can you tell the difference between something that is um, just a bad day, a bad situation, or, you know, something more persistent is going yeah. on. So, yeah, that conversation is definitely needed. And, and yeah, I'm here to bust a myth. Yeah. Bust a myth. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's just dig in. Sure. So let's talk about when you're having a mental health problem, a lot of people want to say that it's not common. Like it's isolated. But I seem to think that most of us probably, um, you know, have some type of mental health situation. So what do you say about that, that particular myth? Um, it's absolutely a myth. That is not true. Um, yeah. and we all have mental health. The same way we have physical health, we have emotional well-being. Right. Um, and it's just as simple as if you do not take care of your physical body, and you don't take care of yourself, mind, body, and spirit, right. then you are not going to be well overall, happy, healthy, and whole. And so um, to debunk the myth that it's not common, everyone has challenges. Everyone has a hard time. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of the behaviors that show up and how persistent are they? Are they impacting your life or your functioning? You know, that's where you really have to take a look at what's happening um, and how to categorize it and where to get support. That's the most important thing is making yeah. sure that when you identify something, you connect it to a point of support. And that it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay to not be okay. okay. Just don't it's stay stuck there. Okay. Just don't stay Just stuck. Just don't stay there. Yeah. Like I, you know, sometimes when you and I was having a conversation last week. We won't get into it. <laughs> okay. We don't want that recorded. But, okay, because um, my eyes were like, okay. Well, no, but we were having a conversation mm -hmm. and you were upset about something. Okay. Remember? Uh uh. And I said, <laughs> um, you, you were talking about something. Okay. And if I say it, then it's not. No, but wait, just keep so, talking. But you know, I'm going to catch up. You I got upset about something and you, and it really, like, you were angry. Uh -huh. And I said, I would say to you, okay, Kenya, you got 15 minutes. Dig in. Oh, no, we what you need to say, do yes. what you need to do, yes. and then we're going to take a deep breath and let that go. Yes. So exactly. It's okay mm -hmm. to not be okay. Mm -hmm. It's not mm -hmm. Right. Okay. And thank you for um, <laughs> giving me a space to release yes. and giving me permission to right. be upset in that moment. Because right. sometimes, you know, folks don't always know how to receive and how to support you and say, it's okay to have a moment of being upset. Right. You have a safe space here to let it out. Right. And then we're gonna, you know, move move forward, you know, to help you regain your peace. Cause you don't want someone to stay in a cycle. No, anger. No. But that's, um, I guess we can put that down on the list of 101. Yes. What things <laughs> we, we need to do. We need to do. But just, being aware right of yourself right you know and being oh, aware of what awareness yeah that's a whole another subject <laughs> but another um okay another myth i want to talk about is the myth that panic attacks can be fatal how <laughs> um, about panic attacks can be fatal. They say that, you know, like um, people think, but but here's the thing. I really probably could speak to this. Sure. And, you know, kind of just sharing. 
when you're having a panic attack, because I have them, mm-hmm. I, you know, was diagnosed with them maybe in the early 90s, you literally do feel like you're having a heart attack. You mm-hmm. think you're actually having a full-blown on heart attack. I am getting ready to drop dead right now mm-hmm. in the middle of this traffic mm-hmm. behind this car. I'm getting ready to maybe hit somebody because that's where I used to get mine. Mm-hmm. I mean, for some reason, they always got triggered when I was driving in traffic mm-hmm. on 95. That was in my mind. But it really stemmed from whatever stressors and other things that were going on in my life at the time. Mm-hmm. And you do. You feel like you're just, you know, you're going to just pass out. But you have to learn uh, the breathing how to calm down, how to calm yourself down, start having different thoughts in your head, and just mm-hmm. remind yourself that you're not having a heart attack, that what you're having is a panic attack. And, you know, breathe in, breathe out, take your deep breaths, and just kind of get yourself in a calm state. Because when you're behind the wheel of a car, it's like, you, especially like on 9 to 5 for some reason, it always happens. It's not like I could pull over. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn how to, you know, kind of calm myself down mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. But they say that, you know, a lot of people they miss just, they can get misdiagnosed the panic attack, um, and I think the myth that we're dispelling is that they can be fatal. Yes. So we want to go ahead and say we want to solve that is that's false. However, fatal. there are some symptoms yes. that go along with the feeling of panic right. that can make one believe that they yes. are having a medical emergency. And when you're not sure, when in doubt, don't you know error on the side of caution and always take care of yes. yourself right it feels like you are having a heart attack allow a medical professional to let that out i went to my doctor was like i need to see a cardiologist mm-hmm. um i think i'm having you know and it got diagnosed no you're having palpitations what they're called or panic mm-hmm. attacks and to to be clear panic attacks are a symptom of anxious behaviors and anxiety disorder diagnosed and anxiety disorder diagnosed. Mm -hmm. But when you are also, you know, having feelings of anxiety, a panic attack is a symptom of, you know, what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go down the avenue of when people have a mental health condition mm-hmm. and it's a diagnosed mental health condition and people say that they feel like they can't keep a job, mm-hmm. like they can't function at work, they're not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're, that they're not able to you know, carry out their task or their responsibilities or be in charge of people. They really think that when people has like a diagnosed mental health condition, it's people out there that think that they, they can't work. Mm-hmm. Like they don't function in normal day-to-day activities mm-hmm. in societies. What do you say about that? I say it's an individual um, case-by-case situation. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have things that challenge us in general. And whether it be a a medical challenge, a physical limitation, or something that is impeding your ability to carry out your activities of daily functioning. Mm-hmm. Um, those are those are all things that could potentially 
impede a person from working, but there are also things that can be managed. Um, and it goes back to the initial point of self-awareness and being able to advocate for your needs and knowing um, what's happening, you know, with your body mm -hmm. and knowing how behaviors are showing up for you in the workplace. And typically, um, if people are having challenges in the workplace, they may be showing up someplace else, too. Right. Right. In other, you know, social settings or in a family dynamic, certain environments may trigger um, emotions or certain behaviors. Um, and that's an indication of what a person needs to pay attention to and then subsequently advocate for right. so they can function in the workplace. It, it has to be um, a, a two-way street, you know, when we're talking about how to function in society um, with challenges, mental health challenges, whether they are diagnosed um, illnesses or they are symptoms of other behaviors or, you know, things that may be going on, underlying conditions, things that are going right. on. Right. Um, Self-aware mm -hmm. and knowing how to advocate for yourself is one direction, but then on the other side, you have to make sure that we are equipping and educating our workforce and other sectors yes. to be able to receive people as they are. And understand that, you know, we've got to just see people for a whole individual right. and not necessarily like and don't put a hearts and pieces. Them. Correct. Yes. And correct. Yes. Don't label them. The stigma. Right. You know, that we are slowly, you know, snipping away at. But um, normalizing the fact that everybody doesn't always respond the same. Um, and some people have, you know, needs that others don't have. Yeah, that others have. Right. So right. we need to be kind. Okay. Let's talk about when people view mental health as a sign of weakness. So you got this going on. You got that going on. You know, you're weak. You must be weak. You know, mm. what's your issue? Toughen up. You know, girl. Put your big girl panties on. What's down? What's the, what's the prop? Yeah, we quick to tell others <laughs> what they need to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and especially in our community, right? We we have, um, pe as people of color, particularly black women, yeah. we have the superwoman cape on yeah. and we are capable of doing so many things at one time yeah. so well and so efficiently and we make it look effortless mm -hmm. and then it becomes the expectation. Yes. Um, but making sure that we are taking care of ourselves and, yeah. you know, it seems like we have not moved on from number one because we're revisiting those same, yeah. you know, topics of right. self-awareness and self-advocacy. Yeah. Right. But making sure that you're taking care of yourself and it's okay to take off the cape, yeah. you know, and sit back and just breathe and feel the earth underneath your feet and, you know, know the difference between ocean air and earth. <laughs> but when you're talking about women and especially like black women, but even, you know, even not just us, but women in general, especially like mothers and wives. 
we just take on all this responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. And then for some of us, if we're that go-to person in the family that everybody yeah. seems to call when they got yeah. something going on, they, you know, we have got to learn uh, what's being said. I think I can't remember if someone said it to me or if I saw it on social media since I spend so much time on Instagram these days. Um, but no is a complete sentence. And it is okay uh-huh. to sometimes say no. Uh-huh. But you can say no in a nice way. Uh-huh. Uh, you could say, hey, I don't think that's something I can take on right now. And, and, and it's okay. We don't have to start feeling guilty or like we're letting somebody down because we can't help them right then and there with their particular issue or their problem. It's okay. That's setting boundaries. Right. Self-awareness, self-advocacy. Right. Um, self-care isn't selfish. No. Setting boundaries um, does not have to, should not be taken offensively. If you are the recipient of a person um, who is, you know, asking you to maintain and respect their boundaries. Right. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, set some as well. You know, we all can set some is really what I was saying, because the ability to notice and know how you're feeling and what you're carrying that belongs to you versus what you're carrying and belongs to others is an important thing to sort out. Because otherwise, you start feeling very heavy and weighted down. And you're wondering why. Mm-hmm. And it's not even all your stuff. Yes. Yeah. So the re- that is yeah. the reason why, yeah. you know, you mentioned no is not a, an offensive word. But we have been conditioned to just do and be and yeah. give and serve. Yeah. And when others who are used to receiving us that way. Yeah don't have access to us that way they because we've in a bank and put they, in a boundary. They get, they might sometimes right. what we call an attitude. Yeah. So same, same thing for the workforce. It's gotta be a little bit yeah. of give and take and co- trust. Communication goes a long way. Yeah. Um, and it's a skill. It's, it's truly a skill that you've got to work on to be able to Tell others how you're feeling. And in order to tell others how you're feeling without being snappy and ugly about it, yeah. it's to just know and own how you're feeling. Right. Without putting blame on someone else, just acknowledging and owning how you're feeling. That's the the baseline. That's the starting point. Foundation, concrete level. You've got to just stand and look in the mirror and say, how am I feeling today? And give yourself an answer back. Yeah. And if it's something that doesn't feel so good and it makes you feel uncomfortable, that's okay, too. Don't stay stuck there. Yeah. Yeah. Allow ourselves, like I've been tooting a lot this year, is that I am giving myself a whole lot of grace. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give the grace that the good Lord has been giving me this whole time, but I'm going to start giving myself mm-hmm. some grace. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, Amen. telling myself, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And because when you're like, Especially if you feel, oh gosh, that's a whole, I'm getting ready to go down another rabbit hole. I was about to go there. Then that was shift the conversation. <laughs> this whole thing about imposter syndrome. Oh my gosh. That's a whole, that's a whole other, we'll, we'll save that. For okay. We'll save that for, we'll save that for another. Time. Yes. Cause that's definitely but, a but conversation grace, within itself. Yes. 
Yeah. Certainly. Definitely. Certainly. Yeah. We're going to say that. But I, I echo yeah. that um, grace is necessary because yeah. it um, gives you inner peace. And so um, I call it for myself. I give myself space and grace. Um, and I know some people, when I say it, they're like, what does that even mean? But I do. I hold space for myself. Mm-hmm. Um to just kind of sit and think and like I said a few minutes ago feel the 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 earth or the floor beneath your feet and just kind of come back to yourself we spend so much time um moving and giving and doing and thinking using our um our brain yeah for this thing and that thing and by the end of the day sometimes our bodies are just like uh like that right right so to just have an opportunity to quiet yourself, mm-hmm. think clear thoughts and make sound decisions right. is holding space for yourself so that That's you can right. clearly articulate and communicate to someone else how they can support you. We sometimes, not sometimes, a lot of times, I think that's how a lot of people are wired and that's how humans have been moving emotionally disconnected Mm -hmm. but yet we anticipate that somebody else is going to have the magic answer to solve our problems and that's just simply um impossible it's it's not possible just it's a life people we have a whole bunch of people moving around on autopilot Mm -hmm. they're just like the hamster in the wheel, they just they just circling, just doing the same things day after day after day after day after mm-hmm. day. It's just you know autopilot, and you know sometimes we do need to just take that time, take a deep breath, and ah, uh, just say thank you. Yeah, you know, uh, last week uh, from the inner circle of us, we were given the command to. Just be grateful this week. Mm-hmm. So my my sister in Atlanta, she she texted us all and she said, you know what? I don't, when you're in your prayer, don't ask God for anything. Just tell him thank you mm-hmm. for every single little thing that you can think of. Just give out thanks mm-hmm. all this week. And then she texted us earlier and said, yeah, we're still being grateful. We're going to be grateful for we're doing that again this mm-hmm. week. And. When you think about it, because sometimes you can just, you know, you get caught up in your problems and what's going on and the issues until you hear about somebody else mm-hmm. and you realize that theirs is way worse than what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And then you take a look at that and you just start to be thankful, mm-hmm. even in the midst and mm-hmm. of what seems to be this astronomical problem mm-hmm. you can still find something uh, to be grateful to be thankful about or something to, to be, be grateful like yeah yeah so yeah Grat- gratitude is a certainly a practice oh yes and it's um something that you employ yes because if we um move through life without gratitude then we tend to stumble and fall a little bit more because that's where the lessons occur. Yes. And so through your practice of gratitude, you're able to think and see, okay, where did I learn that lesson? Or what was the lesson that I learned there? It just helps you 
pay attention a wee bit closer um, so so that you know where your growth points are. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's necessary. All right. I love this one mm-hmm. because it's so crazy. And I know there's a, probably a lot we can say about it. So there's this myth that only people who don't have any friends need to see a therapist. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. None of this is funny, but I think the no. Okay. <laughs> to the persons that believe that therapy and clinical services, any yeah. kind of support is for folks who don't have friends. Um, I believe that all human beings should have access to emotional support. Yes. All human beings should have access to emotional support. Whether you have friends or you do not have friends, if you have a heart and a brain, yes. you should, um, you know, definitely include services and supports into your um, you know, your routine, if it's necessary. This is the part where we, like, pump up our, our therapists mm-hmm. and our mental health professionals and say, yes, they are needed. Because, trust me, I got a great circle of friends. And they, uh, we pray for each other and we cry and we talk things through and do all of that. Mm-hmm. But when I had the major things going on and I needed to go and talk to a therapist, psychologist, Mm -hmm. and all the other names, there are things that the professionals can really help you zero in on and talk about and give you um, techniques and and really show you how to deal with what's going on with coping strategies. Quite frankly, your friends can't unless your friend happens to be uh, yeah. psychologist or mental health therapist already. But, you know, well, you need a professional. Again, sometimes. in the Black community, yeah. um, and this really cycles back to our previous point of it's a sign of weakness right. to want to seek support. Um, it's It's actually a bit more like the strength that you need to take care of yourself if you go and see someone yeah. to get the support that you need. Absolutely. Um, we've got to really shift that paradigm in our mind yeah. as persons of color, because again, we've got the capes on, we've yeah. got, you know, we've got our crowns on yeah. so tight. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a strong black queen, yeah. but I certainly know how to, um, take my crown down yeah. and put it on that little pillow, you know, that little yeah. pillow that it rests on. Mm-hmm. Pretty one. And it, maybe it has a name. I'm not into yeah. it like that. But, <laughs> um, but the notion is, you know, you got to take it off right. and put your feet up and relax every once in a while so that you can recharge and rejuvenate yourself and be ready to, you know, stand up for yourself in the face of whatever challenges coming next because that's what life is a series of challenges that we're navigating through and um there's wins there's successes there's learning along the way I don't really perceive loss Mm -hmm. or failure the way that some others do I perceive loss and as as a learning opportunity for learning I grow there as I grow failure is an opportunity for the next comeback How, how okay What's about to be next? Yeah. You know, I don't lose. Right. I like that. 
I'm but even, thank you. You're welcome to borrow it, please. Like hold, hold on to it. Put it in your pocket. I like that. Put it in your pocket. That's yours, Fred. Um, but to that point, after we realized that, okay, it's actually a strength to go seek some support. You also understand that there are levels and layers of support, too. You don't have to necessarily jump to a psychiatry where there's no meds and, you know, um, diagnoses and things like that are, are involved. There are so many support conversations that are had in, co- in communities. Um, we have them in Delray. Yeah. They're in Boynton. They're in the North County. Right. They're online. So even if you are one of those persons who are like, I've got community hurt and I don't trust anybody in my community, go on better help. You know, go on some of the other like online communities where you can get yeah. support yeah. from folks that you, you, you don't know, and, and, but they're, they're vetted, they're qualified. Right. And peer support. Peer support. Yes. 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 But to to the point of um, people who don't have friends um, are the only ones who seek clinical support. I really I want to take that one and stomp it down in the ground because everybody needs. I don't mean to, you know, get worked up about it, but it it works me up. It does. You know, it's really it's, it's a fact. It's a distraction, and it yeah. and it and it yeah. keeps people from really getting the support yeah. that they need. And so, yeah, yeah let's stop that. Let's, yeah, yeah, take that out with the trash. <laughs> take that one out with the trash. <laughs> it's gone. Yes, it's out of here. So, let's talk about the mental health myth that once you have a mental health condition or a problem, that it's permanent. You're gonna have it. For the rest of your life, mental illness is a diverse category. All of it's not that way, right? Mm-hmm. No, um, mental health is different from heart disease and cancer, mm-hmm. and where some conditions um, will persist over a person's lifetime. There are others that, you know, experience recovery and resiliency. We all can experience recovery and and or resiliency. Um, It's a spectrum of Mm well-being. And so where you get your support Mm -hmm. is really um, how you identify the challenges that you're that you're having. So there's a there's a level of support out there. For everyone, there is a layer of support out there for everyone. It's not necessarily linear. You know, you don't have to have a particular starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, I would always encourage folks, though, to start with their family practitioner, their medical doctor. Yeah. You know, we, we don't see about ourselves enough. And many, many times mm-hmm. what we experience emotionally is a direct yeah. relation to what we are putting in our bodies, what we are exposed to environmentally. And when you become a bit more aware of that as well, self-aware, you are better, you know, able to advocate for healthier foods and cleaner environmental yeah. factors in your community um, because you realize it plays a huge role into how you function every day and how um, you thrive as an individual. So, it's important that we just continue to talk about 
taking care of yourself, mind, body, and spirit. You can't separate a person and only talk about the physical health or the mental. You got to talk about what you're feeding your mind and what you're feeding your soul. And I should add as a disclaimer, when I'm, I'm not some disorders and more clinically diagnosed can be lifelong. Mm-hmm. They can be certain, but we don't, you know, we want them to be treated lifelong, not going untreated. So Correct. I definitely wanted to add that discourage to this conversation because there are the more the, serious ones. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and by more serious ones, we can clarify yeah. and say those that impact functioning, daily yes. functioning yes. more than others. Than other, right. Um, so... The earlier you get diagnosed, if you are living with a condition undiagnosed, Mm -hmm. the earlier you get support, the earlier you get diagnosed, the better your chances are of um, thriving and and doing well. Um, But of course, if you allow something just like any other part of the body, if it festers, if it lingers, if it goes undiagnosed, untreated, your functioning likelihood is going to diminish. So it's important to just don't ignore it. We sweep stuff under the rug all the time. We're so good. We could talk about that another day, you know, but that what goes on in this house stays in this house. Right. We could talk about it, but yes, Mm. (laughs) we still debunking myths. (laughs) We are debunking myths today. We are. Well, Kenya, Thank you so much. You are very welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Wow. Thank you for listening. If you would like to listen to that episode again or want to know where you can find us for future episodes, you can locate this particular program at wellsaidpbc.org. Uh, We can also be found on all of your major streaming podcast platforms. That is Unity and Shades. I'm your host, Katrina Blackman, and I invite you to follow me on Instagram at Cat Palm Beach or at Unity 3 Palm Beach. Thank you for joining us.